Hello, I'm Jenny Lynch and this is the Creative Science for Kids podcast. Hi, I'm Matilda and today shows all about the solar system. It's time to lift off with fascinating fast facts about the solar system, a deep dive into the moon, a question about living on Mars, some history of solar system science and a planetary activity for you to try yourself at home. Listen up and don't space out because here come five fun and fascinating fast facts about the solar system. Facts number one. The solar system is made up of the sun and eight planets, plus moons, dwarf planets, comets, asteroids, and pebble-sized meteoroids. The sun is a star. It's a huge ball of hot gas, and it's the biggest object in the solar system. Everything else in the solar system is bound by the sun's gravity. Fact number two. There are two groups of planets in the solar system, the inner planets and the outer planets. The inner planets are Mercury, Venus, Earth and Mars. They each have a rocky surface and orbit the Sun faster than the outer planets. For the outer planets we have two gas giants, Jupiter and Saturn, and two ice giants, Uranus and Neptune. These four outer planets have no solid surface because their surface is made out of gas. Facts number three. Between the inner planets and the outer planets, is the asteroid belt, which is made up of asteroids of all shapes and sizes. The biggest asteroid is Ceres, which is classed as a dwarf planet. Dwarf planets are smaller than the eight planets, and they are classified differently because of their size and shape, and the presence of other objects in their orbit. Facts number four. Pluto is a dwarf planet, and it sits in the Kuiper belt, along with some other icy dwarf planets called Eris, Haumea, and Marke Marke. Pluto is a dwarf planet, but it used to be called the ninth planet in the solar system. Pluto was reclassified at a meeting of astronomers in 2006. After much debate, the decision was made partly due to the relatively small size of Pluto compared to the other planets, and the discovery of other objects in the Kuiper belt that would have to be classified as planets if Pluto remained a planet. Fact number five. Planet Earth has one moon, and most of the other planets have at least one moon. Mercury and Venus have no moons, but all of the other planets in the solar system have at least one moon. Mars has two moons, Jupiter has lots of moons, including the biggest moon, and Saturn has the most, with over 100 moons. Some asteroids and dwarf planets also have moons. Let's take a deep dive into the moon. Not just any of the moons in the solar system, but the big, bright moon we see in the sky. The moon that's orbiting planet Earth. The moon is a rocky sphere, and it's thought that it was formed when a small planet crashed into Earth. This collision added material to the Earth and threw out other material that orbited the Earth and eventually clumped together to become the moon. The moon is the only other world that has been visited by humans, and the rock samples and dust collected from the surface of the moon have helped scientists to understand more about the formation of Earth and the Moon. The Moon is the second brightest object in the sky apart from the Sun. But the Moon doesn't make its own light, it just reflects sunlight. The colour of the rocks and dust on the surface of the Moon is actually dark grey, and the Moon only reflects a small amount of sunlight. But compared to the dark background of space, the Moon appears to shine brightly. There is always one half of the Moon that is brightly lit by the Sun, and the other half is dark. As the moon orbits the Earth, we see different amounts of the bright side and dark side of the moon. And the brightness and shadow create the phases of the moon. 
The moon is in the sky during the day just as often as it's in the sky at night. From Earth, we always see the same side of the moon, and the size of the moon in the sky is about the same as the size of the sun in the sky. The sun is much bigger than the moon, but it appears to be the same size as the moon because the sun is so much further away from the Earth. The moon is covered in impact craters from being hit by asteroids and meteoroids. Unlike Earth, the moon doesn't have much of an atmosphere, so there's nothing to slow down or burn up rocky asteroids flying towards the moon's surface. Having only a very thin atmosphere also means there is no wind, so any craters or footprints from astronauts remain undisturbed. Now it's time for a question. Can humans live on Mars? The short answer is no, or at least not without a lot of help. But the next question you might ask is why not? The first problem is getting there. Humans first landed on the moon back in 1969, and some people are planning a trip to Mars. The distance from Earth to the moon is 384,400 kilometres, and it took astronauts about three days to travel there in a spacecraft. Mars is a lot further away. Depending on where the two planets are in their orbits around the Sun, the distance between Earth and Mars is between 55 million kilometres and 400 million kilometres. With today's technology, it would take about eight or nine months to travel to Mars, but compared to living on Earth, it's not a great holiday destination. Firstly, Mars has terrible atmosphere. Compared to Earth, the atmosphere is very thin, it has hardly any oxygen, and has way too much carbon dioxide gas to support human life. Secondly, if you're looking for a tropical destination, then Mars is completely the wrong place to go for a holiday. Mars is further from the sun than Earth, and the average temperature on Mars is about minus 60 degrees Celsius. Compare that to the comfortable average temperature on Earth of 15 degrees Celsius. At this temperature, Earth has plenty of liquid water, whereas Mars has none. Mars might be okay if you like hiking through valleys and climbing mountains, but of course you would need a spacesuit to do it. Climbing mountains would be a bit easier on Mars as the gravitational force is only about one third of the gravitational pull on Earth. It might be difficult to understand why someone would want to travel all the way to Mars when we have everything we need here on Earth. The distance between the Sun and the Earth means the conditions are just right to support life. It's not too hot and not too cold, so astronomers call this region around the sun the Goldilocks Zone. How do we know what we know about the planets in the solar system? Since ancient times, people have looked at the night sky and described what they saw. The sun and the moon, the twinkling stars, and even some of the planets. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter and Saturn can all be seen without a telescope or binoculars. The planets orbit the sun, so their positions in the night sky change over time. If you'd like to see the planets for yourself, try looking up a sky map online and enter your location, or download one of the stargazing apps for a smartphone. If you look at the planets through a telescope, you can see even more detail, including the rings of Saturn. The first telescopes were made in the 1600s, but it wasn't until 1781 that the seventh planet, Uranus, was discovered, and Neptune was first observed in 1846. Space travel in the 1900s led to huge advances in planetary science, with a collection of samples from the Moon in 1969 and space probes visiting different parts of the solar system and sending images back to Earth. 
There are also space telescopes orbiting the Earth that have provided detailed images of the planets in the solar system. Space telescopes are also being used to look for planets outside the solar system, and these planets are orbiting other stars in the universe. An exoplanet is any planet that orbits a star other than the Sun. Astronomers are discovering more and more exoplanets, and many believe it's only a matter of time before we discover some form of life on another planet. The inner planets orbit the Sun much faster than do the outer planets, with Mercury taking 88 days for one trip around the Sun, compared with 59,800 days for Neptune. Most people are surprised to see the huge distances between the outer planets in the solar system compared to the inner planets. You can use your outstretched arms to model the distance from the Sun to different objects in the solar system, the eight planets, the asteroid belt, and the dwarf planet Pluto in the Kuiper belt. Stretch your arms out to each side. The tip of the middle finger on your left hand represents the Sun. The tip of the middle finger on your right hand represents the Kuiper belt and the orbit of the dwarf planet Pluto. The midpoint of your outstretched arms is the middle of your chest, and this is where Uranus is located. The crook of your right elbow is the position of Neptune, and the crook of your left elbow is the position of Saturn. The wrist of your left hand, roughly halfway between Saturn and the Sun, is the position of Jupiter. The base of the middle finger on the left hand is the position of the asteroid belt, which separates the gas giants from the inner rocky planets. The first joint on your middle finger is the position of Mars, and finally, Earth, Venus and Mercury are spaced between Mars and the Sun, filling up the rest of the middle finger. If models of the planets were made at the same scale as the distances in this activity, the largest planet Jupiter would be too small to see with the naked eye, and the Sun would be only about 2 millimetres in size. Now you know how the planets are spaced out, get it? Spaced out? It's time for us to go. Thanks for listening, and remember to stay curious. The Creative Science for Kids podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Bidjigal people. For more information about Creative Science Australia, visit creativescience.com.au.